Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight, Seth Rollins burns down the Firefly Funhouse. Tyson Fury has a dope shirt, and the draft continues. Shout out to Shorty Gable because the Monday Raw after show and After Buzz TV starts right now. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. What? How's everyone doing out there in the internet land? My name is Flo Beto. We're slowing it down, the Maclish. Yo, night number two, WWE Draft. How you living? Coming to you live from Denver, Colorado. It's the Monday Night Raw. And this is the Monday Night Raw after show broadcasting live from North Hollywood, California. I'm being joined with the man himself, the myth, the legend, Larry Zabisco of the panel, and the voice of All Elite Wrestling after the show right here on the Bus TV, Mr. Jack Farmer. How's it going? This is the first time ever first pairing. Time. Yeah. First time ever. We've never done a show. That's Just a dynamic duo. You got it, man. It's an Iron Man match. On our own. We're going to go all night long. Long. Yeah, so uh, Jim Alexander and TK Trinidad are on assignment and Evan is on the bump. It's all good. <laughs> Night two of the draft. So many things are happening. We're going to go more in depth with that. It's a little bit later. That's a tease for you guys. But up first, let's talk about how Raw ended. The Firefly Funhouse is no more. Jack, walk me through this. What's going on? Dude, they should have abandoned this feud after Hell in a Cell. I, they, I think they botched it so hard at Hell in a Cell, they needed to just pretend like it never happened, yeah. stop doing it, move them to two different other feuds, and pretend like it never happened. This I hated this whole thing. But the, the thing is, the caveat is you got, well, even though Bray's on SmackDown, this Crown Jewel, and they had to do something for the Crown Jewel, right? They could have done anything else. False kind of match in Saudi Arabia? Why they, not? They... Fall, where they're going to go to a tool shed and yeah. Seth's going to bury the fiend in another pile of tools and it's going to be a no contest. Okay. It's, this the, the whole thing was so bad. You There's certain things like sometimes you tell a joke and the joke's bad and then you try to save it and you keep it going. No. Don't tell stop, it to a comedian. That's my entire You career. move on and you do something new. They should just even now they should just stop it just stop I've never and move seen you on. are you like angry jack you're just like upset with this whole thing I am thing. so disappointed <laughs> I am so frustrated yeah. the whole thing was a mess so, but we got to say this having someone invade the funhouse must have been kind of cool no the, the, I get I get the concept <laughs> I get the concept <laughs> but you've already buried him and now yeah. you're going to go and bury him more yeah you're going to just beating him to death with a sledgehammer in the middle of the ring wasn't enough. Now you're going to go literally burn down the playoffs. By the way, in the most corny of acting and the corniest of lines, this was corny. Okay. This was multicolored Thanksgiving fake corn corny. Damn, that's the worst kind of corn, bro. I hate that corn. That's <laughs> that that corn the sucks. worst corn. You're Seth Rollins. Your catchphrase is to burn it down. How do you say that cool? I'm sorry. It's just that's the way it is. I don't think it's it's corny. It's just on brand. He, well, it's on brand corny. the 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 whole thing was so bad. The fiend's dead to me. He's done. I I was a supporter of him. Fans of the show, you guys know. I held out hope for the longest time. It's done. It's over. 
you just throw a pen? <laughs> well, the ch- I'm, it's, I'm over. It's done. Okay, well, the chat roll agrees with you. Zeno Hours says that the, the feud was a bad idea. Uh, I don't know why Dan, Dan MQ was talking about Master P in the chat. That's kind of weird. Coach Main <laughs> says that turned heel uh, on his back. No, 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 no. Evangelina says, stop burning down Wyatt's cribs. Rambling Rabbit must have died like 20 times in the entire summer. So shout out to Rambling Rabbit for that. So, yeah, I think that everything is without Crown Jewel. You don't really have like a main, a main event match on, on the Raw side. So I think that's the way they're doing it. But you're right. I don't know where they'll go after that. You had Hell in the right. Cell, which is the top stipulation of the company, and the yeah. match had a stoppage. Fine. And we accept this. But you're having a rematch. There's no stipulation that's on that level. I don't know what where we'll go with that. And you can't have you can't have the fiend win because the fiend's on SmackDown and they already have the WWE title, so he can't win the title there, right? Because then Raw is going to be without a, a title, so you can't have him win there. Which means, great, we're going to get to see the fiend lose again yeah. because that's just what Bray Wyatt does. Wow! But Seth Rollins said he was going fiend hunting. That's something he promised the fans, and he made it happen. The fiend. <laughs> I'm going fiend hunting. <laughs> It's <laughs> he's very, it's, very quiet. I'm going. It's, to be it's fiend season. <laughs> it's Rollins season. Fiend season. Rollins season. Fiend season. Rollins season. Fiend season. Rollins season. Rollins season. Rollins. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we move on to this madness that's that says raw, Jack, you tell the world about fiend season. I mean, tell the world about this hot the bus show and other hot the bus shows. <laughs> uh, if you enjoy fiend season as much as Seth Rollins does, and you enjoy this show as much as we enjoy being on it. We'd love for you to go ahead and go and leave a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Ideally, leave a comment, click the like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And watch some of the other fun After Buzz shows. We also have NXT. We also have AEW. We also have SmackDown. We also do a really cool after pay-per-view show with George mm-hmm. Hermosa running the ship Total there. Divas so, too. Total Divas, also Espanol. If you speak Spanish, we yeah, can do that. And if you don't speak Spanish, this is a good way to Pobrecito, learn. Yeah. Check it out. Give them a review as well. And enjoy all of us. And share the show. This is the biggest part. Share it with your friends. The more you share, the more viewers we have. And the more viewers we have, the bigger budget we get. We can do more fun stuff. Yeah, I drink it all in club soda anyway. Shout out to people giving us reviews on the show. Queen Fan 50,000 on October 12th says, so good. Thank you so much for giving us your five-star review. Greatly appreciate it. Speaking of comments, before we jump over to the next thing, something I would love to have everyone put in the comments is uh, a few weeks ago, TK said that Jim was the Baron Corbin of AfterBuzz. I would love to see what everyone else thinks of the rest of us. What yeah. What is our wrestler counterpart what? in the WWE? So if Jim is the Baron Corbin, <laughs> I want to know who Flobo, who do you think Flobo would be? Who would TK be? Who would I be? Who would Christian Rosenberg be? Or Josh Tariff be? Is, oh, is, yeah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't shoot name, right? He's all yeah, Josh he, Tariff. Yeah, now. so I guess wow. he would be Fiend and Bray Wyatt because he's got two names. <laughs> so, uh, you know, who would Gabby be? Who would Tom be? Who would George be? Who would everyone be? This I want to know who idea. you guys this think. This is a bad idea. This There's is a really bad no idea. no way this could go wrong. Who would Josh in the booth be? I want to know. I would be uh, Kevin Dunn in the booth right here. <laughs> Kevin Dunn. You would be Kevin Dunn. the switch, Mr. Dunn. I thought you'd be the anonymous Raw GM. A gling? Because you just come through as the voice, right? That is a voice, usually telling you you have bad ideas. But speaking of bad ideas, <laughs> Jerry Lawler is in the middle of the ring for a contract signing because those things always go well. Uh, Braun Strowman against a dope shirt being worn by Tyson Fury. The shirt came out first, apparently. Uh, talk to me about this match, this feud, how it all started, and really, what's up with that shirt? Is this the shirt was the most exciting part of the contract? This was the most. This was probably the most lackluster contract signing we've ever yeah. had. Yeah. Nothing really happened. So people are supposed to get beat up. They're supposed True. to be. 
shenanigans and hijinks and flim flam and all the good fun <laughs> stuff. Flim flam and shenanigans. I mean, it took it took everything Tyson Fury had to break that pin. Now I get it was a joke, but the I, I don't know. I just this the the build to this to this match is really I think honestly just seeing what happens with Tyson Fury and how he handles himself in a wrestling match. Yeah. Outside of that, I don't really get it. I mean, maybe something they could do to add some some fun to it is if Braun was to to beat Seth Rollins in under ten seconds, so that the title could be involved. I think maybe that might add some fun to it. Um, yeah, that's a joke. I'm, I, I don't get, think they should really. No, do I was I'm all over you, man. But Jack uh, GM. <laughs> I'm very crabby today. <laughs> <laughs> crabby Jack. Well, look what you started in the chat. People are saying that I'm like the Kofi Kingston of AfterBuzz. Josh, uh, Josh gets a little bit of that. You got a Sylvan Grenier reference. I remember. S- I remember that, that guy. I like uh, that. No, I, I feel the same way about Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman. Like, I get the idea on paper. These guys are huge. Tyson Fury is a big hero. But to me, it felt like you were just telling me, yeah, this match is already signed. It's already great because we're in it. Like, oh, we know Braun is powerful. We know Tyson Fury is a boxer. Watch. Which, I guess if you're in Saudi Arabia, you're going to. But you haven't given me reason to think that these guys really hate each other. Right? Yeah, the, the buildup seems silly. It really just comes down to Ziggler got thrown into the barricade next to Tyson Fury. Which means I think fans all across the world should be crabby because it happens every single week. True, but I, 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 I get it. It's a spectacle. I, I get all that. I just I I don't. It seems like we're giving a lot of time to people to these things, yeah. and I, I'm not getting a big build to it. Is it because we kind of know it's predictable? Like, if, would you think that Tyson Fury is going to take the take the L? <laughs> you know? right. I think that's where a contract signing would have made it more interesting. I think if Strowman was to slam Tyson through the table or something, or to do a move to him and put him down, yeah, then it would be interesting because you'd go, "Oh wow, something happened to him. He actually took a bump. That's crazy." Right. But as it is, okay, they they're they're talking very minimal trash to each other, and I can't imagine Tyson Fury's going to lose this True. match. So it just. It kind of seems like, uh, I don't really feel like we needed this time. That's why I live my life. Minimal trash. That's a, Minimal trash. That, that is my motto to myself. But moving on, we have the Viking uh, Warriors, Raiders, excuse me, taking on the uh, Rude and Ziggler tag team. The titles are on the line. Uh, you know it's the Mac because it's a tag team match, player. Mm. Love it. Raw tag team titles on the line. We have new Raw tag team champions. This was the right move, but I'm kind of bummed out about it. Why are you bummed out about this? I am bummed out. No, it's the right move. They should be the champions. They needed to win. I was just a big fan of, of Rude and Ziggler. And I'm glad that they're staying a team. I'm kind of bummed we're losing them to SmackDown. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. That's a tease, ladies and gentlemen. We're teasing all day. Tease, 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 tease. Yeah. But it, it was definitely the right move. They needed this. And what I love about this, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Viking Raiders. They're undefeated. Yeah. And when you win a championship, the fun thing about that is it means at some point you got to lose it. Yeah. And so that means we know someone is eventually going to beat them. And it's fascinating to think who it's going to be. So I'm excited by, the, excited by this booking. I'm excited to see who steps up to, to face them because it doesn't look like they're going to have a match, a rematch with uh, Ziggler and Rude because yeah. those two are off to a different brand. It was the right move. I just like I just really like Rude and Ziggler. Riddle me this, Jack Farmer. Are are the Viking Raiders the team to actually elevate the Raw Tag Team division, or are we just going to play hot potato like we've been doing the past two years? Because that's the question yeah. I have with this match. The match was great. They were with they're the one the team to win it. But after that tag team turmoil match, which I have to assume they're going to retain, right? Uh, is there anyone there that's going to make it like a, a feud worth having, or are our tag team titles just going to be just eh, whatever? This is the mistake with the tag team division. There's never going to be one team 
that elevates it. You're going to need a couple of teams that are pushed and given time to look like stars. Otherwise, it's just going to be the Viking Raiders running through team after team after team. But if you can build a mid-card level tag team yeah, that or a tag team division so that you can keep building around that, then it matters. But as it is... I don't know who their next opponent would be, who their next who the next challengers would be. Right, probably Street Profits after. Yeah, a, AOP isn't ready yet, so um, I would say them. Yeah, and because AOP hasn't, if they just come in and have a ta- a title feud, then that's going to feel rushed. Agreed. Um, so I think it's probably going to be the Street Profits is the next feud for them, which I think would be awesome because they've already put on great matches in NXT. Well, I want to stop here because we're talking about Jacks idea of having doppelgangers here and someone, Michael Blake, actually said Virgil, that I'm the Virgil of this panel. This is what I'm going to rage. I'm turning Everybody heel. has a price. No, <laughs> I, no I, I can't. I can't do it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, that's a terrible idea. I won't never be Virgil. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. again, we have, after that, we do have another tag team match. Waiting for that drop, baby. You know it's the Mac Miller Yes! One of the more confusing matches of the night. Asuka, Kyrie Sane, the tag team name I never say on air, taking on Natalia and the person that she put through a table, Lacey Evans. Now, I want to say this. If I'm Lacey Evans and someone put me through a table and said, hey man, you want to help me out next week? My answer is no. And not only that, she took the loss. She took the L. She got pinned tonight. What's up with that? It's ridiculous that they keep on doing this to Lacey Evans, burying her completely. I agree. I mean, she. I think she needed to be a face, but just to randomly suddenly be a, oh, I'm now a teaming with the person I've been feuding with for 17 years. Yeah. I think it's time. I, that, that was random to me. I did love the Kabuki Warriors. I'll say the name. Please. I'll say it for all of us. But it's this weird random... Lacey... I don't get it. What did you, I, you I'm, I'm crabby. I'm crabby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But here's the thing. How How is Asuka is, is more changing? She has like the Miss Eye thing. Or she's getting more and more to like a Kana persona from back in Japan. Uh, mm-hmm. How are we How are we liking the new tag team? Are they gelling better now without Paige as heels? Tell me more about that. I actually really love the Kabuki Warriors. I think they're doing great as heels. I did, if you had told me or said to me, hey, we're going to try making them heels a few weeks ago or a month ago before they won the titles I would have said no they're too likable because they're super likable yeah but I'm digging it I'm digging the new face paint from Asuka I'm digging the the vibe that they're coming out with I think they're great I think they're really good for the tag the women's tag team division yeah because they're super interesting I don't think Paige should come back to them at this point because I think they're better off without Paige right Paige is great I like Paige I think she just should be doing something different than working with them. Fair. Absolutely fair. I thought the match was pretty solid. Um, I don't understand the whole Lacey Evans thing, but maybe it was just kind of like a, a match for sake of having a match. Because I don't know if that means. Does that mean that because Lacey Evans took the loss, are they going to like go back to their feud? Is it a thing where it's like, well, that's the end of that story? Or is Lacey Evans going to just disappear as a dark... I guess she is because she, she got drafted to SmackDown. She's on SmackDown, so okay. she's, she's... So it was, it was totally moot. Okay, that makes even less sense. So that I think that's why she took the loss is because she's not going to be on Raw anyways. Yeah. But it's just another loss on someone that could be such a star. I think their pairing was really more of a they don't have any women's tag teams. And you... They're the only two other women that have been budding up in any way yeah. recently. Because yeah. who who else would it be? Like Ember Moon? That would be a random pairing, too. Well, that would make sense to the person that you hate coming out and be like, all right, let's do it, with no explanation. But I guess if Amber, like, who was drafted? Because you can't have someone who wasn't drafted, right? right? That right. would be weird. That would be even more weird, because well, why are you tagging with someone who's not even drafted? Well, yeah. Because uh, be- then the only other people she could pick to draft 
to have in the match with her would be Cross or Bliss, but then that would be a weird Yeah, Tamina's well. available. I mean, she did that 24-7 thing a week ago. So. But she wasn't drafted. She wasn't drafted. Uh, well, anyway, maybe we'll, we'll think about that later. Moving on, we had uh, Becky Lynch against Charlotte match tonight. Sasha Banks was supposed to be in this match. Got pulled about four hours before showtime with the winner getting the first pick of the draft. Obviously, it had to be a Raw side to win this match. Right. Uh, Charlotte gets rolled up two times in three days. Is that a problem? Or just kind of a thing where you're just saying, ah, don't worry about it. Wins and losses I, don't count. I, wins and losses don't count. I think we knew we knew that Becky was going to win this for multiple reasons. Obviously, she's the champion. Obviously, she's going to win until the video game comes out. I keep saying it. it keeps it's being a non-title right. match. She can lose a non-title match. No, not not while the game, not before the game comes out. I don't buy out. that. I don't buy. I don't buy that. When has she lost? Uh, she hasn't. I'm just saying that doesn't mean that she has to win. She, like, I feel like the only way that she can actually take a loss if it was uh, through disqualification at this point. Wow. Yeah. I OP, mean, bro. As long as that, as long as that video game is waiting to come out, they're gonna make her look strong. Yeah. And again, Raw had to win. I think there was a lot of things with this draft that, and not to to spill too far into the draft talk. Spill. Uh, but there's a lot of. Th- I actually like the draft. I like yeah. what they did. I like the idea of it. I like how they tried to present it as a a real sporting event. Better shake up for sure. But, but there were so many things where it seemed like they didn't think it through. Like yeah. the, the three picks to two, and then having matches to see who goes first. Raw has to go first, right? Otherwise, it doesn't work, right? And so there's a lot of things like that where I think matches like this kind of suffered. But I did like that it was at least a clean finish as opposed to last as opposed to Friday, it was a, a real win and losing to Becky doesn't hurt Charlotte. Yeah. I, I agree with you about the draft things. My biggest pet peeve about the draft and we're, we're going to the picks today is that if you're going to show me the war rooms of, of USA and Fox bickering and fighting to find out who is the, they sh- there should be someone selecting on their behalf and having the other room react. Like is everyone just emailing Stephanie and she's printing it out in her car. She goes to Kinko's, print out the car, walk over out to the arena and goes, they, they, they select Alistair Black. And I'm, then I'm happy. Like, yeah, my thing went through like a, like an email or something like that. I'll be kind of, I like the idea when the old days and you had like Vince or, 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 or Ric Flair going back mm-hmm. and forth and being like alright Rick, I picked this person to screw you over you know that that to me was making me a lot more sense than having someone read it that's not how drafts right. work I don't think you know yeah because that would imply yeah because it's silly when she's when Stephanie's reading the fifth pick yeah and they're still going yeah we got him well you knew you got him you put your three picks in exactly uh, so that is but that's one of those things where I think when you drag it out over two shows uh you those that's when you start to notice those things. If they had done this all on Friday, I think they would have gotten through most of it before we started to realize things like that. Right. Um, but then when you have a weekend to think about it and talk about it, you go, wait, yeah, how does that? How is that working? What, what's what's? And and I think splitting up the uh, like who was available. I get why they did that because obviously they don't want the draft on Raw to feel like all the leftovers. Right. But that was explained really weird, and at least I didn't I didn't even know it until after SmackDown was done. I, I for me personally, I missed it when they said it. So yeah, yeah. Personally, when when SmackDown ended, I was like, they didn't draft Rollins, they didn't draft Brock, they didn't draft all these people. Uh, then I was corrected on Twitter, but it was it, it's just weird how that was set up. But I do like that they tried to present it as an actual draft. Overall, I like the idea of the war rooms. I think that was kind of fun because that's what football does. They it should have be the, actual people though. It should be actual people, though, and there yeah. should or there should be 
they should try to do something that at least makes it look like they are reacting real time to each other. Right. It did seem like they were kind of on a loop that uh, that fox robot Cletus, you know, walking around the background being all murderous and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I thought that was weird myself. It's just like, why is there a CGI robot in the world? <laughs> right. It's like, what is the purpose of that? Yeah. I don't you know, know why they didn't draft him. Yeah. He would have been my first pick. <laughs> I'm going to Crown Jewels. <laughs> Speaking of drafts, man, Andrade moves over to the red brand with Selena Vega in a match against Ali. Mm-hmm. It was fine. You know, shows what Andrade can do. He gets to win, but he's cooled down a bit in 2019, right? So the idea now for Andrade, if you still got stock in him, how is he going to come around that corner to be that next level elite star? We, you and I both think he is. I love him. So what's up? What does Andrade have to do? I love him. He needs to be featured regularly, and he needs to get wins regularly. I think if he has more matches like this, I, I've said before, I've never seen a bad Andrade match. True. Every one of them is great. I think Zelina Vega's great on the microphone. I think he has a great look, but he needs to start, as uh, as Evan would say, he needs to get dubs. Get them dubs. He needs to get dubs, and they need to be meaningful dubs. It can't be winning over guys who we don't see on TV very often or people who are on a lower level. Yeah. He needs to start getting big wins against big names and start pushing himself towards that at least upper mid-card. Sure. I mean, I think I love him. I I could see him at the top of the card, but if we're being realistic, I think we need to start seeing him beat some people to get to that upper mid card level. I think he needs to hold a title. I think he needs, needs to hold it for a long time. Yeah. And I think we need to start the the commentators really need to start pushing him as a technical great wrestler who can out wrestle people, plus having someone on the outside. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Andrade has so much potential, uh, and he's done some he's done some flashes of brilliance. NXT stuff was pretty cool. Ali himself. Of himself well he's becoming more and more like he earns his spot there I mean maybe he's come up short in, in bigger matches and I know we always play the what if game what if he was in that elimination chamber how far would he go what's his potential uh, I personally think he's going to be a mid card for the next maybe year year and a half but the mm-hmm. fact that he's on TV being the, the positive well I forgot what his nickname is but the whole light thing chasing the light follow right. the light it's all good the harbinger of the light the harbinger I, of the light that's exactly little, the point is little wordy but... Uh, but seriously nothing's worse than the charismatic enigma that is to me the bottom of nicknames because yeah. what is that even mean? That's an embarrassing <laughs> nickname, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, moving on, uh, Alistair Black, uh, also drafted to Raw, speaking of Vega, has a match against Eric Young. Eric Young, what happened, bruh? What happened? This reminds me of, this reminds me of when they brought back Eugene for a match and it yeah. wasn't the same Eugene. It was it was a little slower, Eugene, and it wasn't doing right. the move, kind of like, you know, on the love handles, attacking catering. What's up with Eric Young in his match against Alistair Black? Eric Young, see, feel, he feels a bit like, to me, like he, he understands where he fits in the company now. Yeah. And... I, he to me, unfortunately, I, I was an Eric Young fan. I used to watch a lot of TNA. I was a big fan of him when he was over there. Uh, it, it feels a little bit like he realized, look, if I'm going to be an enhancement guy, then I'm not going to dress up crazy and work on a character and try to do all these things if I'm just going to be the enhancement guy. That's what it looked like yeah. to me. He looked like he came out saying, I'm the enhancement guy. Is that, does that letting go? Is that giving up? I mean, he's, I think he's still working. I think yeah. he's still... But I think he's... He and again, I don't know the guy, but looking at it, to me from the outside looking in, it looked very much like he said, "Look, I'm not gonna stay up nights trying to think of ways to develop my character anymore because it's just not gonna happen." Sanity was two years ago. That that to me blows my mind. Three years ago, yeah. when you were most effective, but two years ago it was like we've seen this group, and now it's just we always talk about guys like him in the back, like EC3 and stuff like that. Give him a shot, but then then you see someone coming out there 
looking like a handsman talent. We just go, dang. But Alistair right. Black looked good. I mean, that new that new uh, choke out finisher is pretty much getting over. You know, he's definitely a multiple threat. Hopefully, on Raw, he has some legs. I'm a huge fan of Alistair Black. I want him to get used a lot, and I'm glad that he got picked super high in the draft. I think I loved him on NXT. I think he could definitely be a huge building block. He's my favorite striker. Of wrestlers right now, but yeah. it comes like kicks and knees and things like that, because it always looks like it just kills people when he hits people. And I like that finisher. I like the I like the little dragon sleeper behind the back thing. I, yeah. I like it when people come up with a new finisher or new submission, but it's not overthinking it where they're trying to do all these weird yeah. things. It's my modified triple crab leg. Uh, I also think that they won't probably won't do this every week, but it'd be kind of cool to have them on um, certain attraction matches have Alistair team with Ricochet again. That'd be kind of a cool callback to when they first got called up from NXT. Uh, in the back, we also, speaking of Ricochet, he had a match against Shelton Benjamin, which Shelton Benjamin is a capable talent. We always talk about how there's there's always this, this narrative of, of how he mm-hmm. was so close to getting that brass ring as an active competitor. At 44 years old, Shelton Benjamin's on the back half of his career, but this match was kind of flat. I wasn't impressed, besides the fact that Shelton Benjamin is huge on camera. Uh, yeah. Any other notes from that match? I thought it was solid, actually. I mean, it certainly didn't like set the world on fire, but I've always been a huge Shelton Benjamin fan. I felt like he was someone I really wish made it farther, but uh, I thought it was fine. I think he's great in that role. I think he's a great guy to have against guys like uh, a Ricochet so that he can throw him around and then take the take the hits. And I think he's a perfect example of an enhancement talent because I think he makes people look good. He yeah. looks Beating him looks like a big deal still. Like It doesn't look like beating local jobber from Denver <laughs> would look. So yeah. I think I think he's a great person to have. I'm a huge Shelton Benjamin fan. I wish he, he I wish he got more of a more of a run during his career. Maybe he's, he still will, but I agree he's probably on the back end. On that theme song. Ooh-oh, ooh-oh. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what the song the lyrics are, but yeah, the magic that was pretty he's, solid. He'll always be ain't no stopping me now. Ain't, yeah. <laughs> ain't no stop me now. I always uh, hum that way and take that super kick from from Shawn Michaels in that clip. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he stops. Yeah, let's talk about things that should stop. Lana and Bobby Lashley, they're still doing this. They're still doing this, and we're arguing about this during the show. You're a huge yes. fan of Bobby Lashley and Lana and this Rusev we, thing. We had heated arguments yeah, I, I, today. I can't stand that chat roll. I want to see what you guys are. You this pro this storyline or anti-storyline. Jack, walk me through her getting a massage with Bobby Lashley while the chat tells me if I'm right or wrong. <laughs> I think it's fair. <laughs> Did you say... <laughs> Give me a pen. I'll throw that shit. <laughs> I think it's fun. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it's fun. I, I hate Bobby Lashley. I can't wait to see Rusev get his hands on Lashley and get some revenge. It, it, Lashley, we want to see Lashley get beat up. Which, as a heel, that is what you want to do. I don't care about Lashley to get him beat up. You can like walk off in the sunset with Lana for all I care about. These storylines are old and tired and risque, and not to mention the racial undertones. I just, but Lashley's boring. He's always will be boring, and this doesn't make me. And he can't massage to save his life. His technique was terrible. I'm just putting it out there. You know what I'm saying? Why are we watching this at nine o'clock Eastern? TK, we need your eye roll for when Flobo oh, made the comment don't. about how to massage. Oh. If you could just, we we need to have you know that added in. TK post. eye rolls me five times an episode, if that. She's always like cocoa butter, eh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, dude. Speaking of which, I believe no, we're Bobby we're Lashley not, was no. using no, we're Center not. in Stop. Company. Stop. No, Stop doing that. No, I won't. <laughs> You're out of order, sir. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but I, look, what would we've tried everything with Lashley? Come loose. We have tried everything. He's all elite. Let him go. Let him go. 
I don't want him in AEW. <laughs> you don't own the company. <laughs> I don't want him in my. Listen, no. I, we we at least have a feeling towards him. Okay. Right. Whether it's I hate this, I love it, I hate it, whatever. We still have a feeling for him now. When he was walking out before, we had no care one way or the other. When he was out there in that group with Corbin and McIntyre, we were just like, oh yeah, it's Corbin and McIntyre and the other guy. Right. But now at least we have a feeling towards him. The feeling is this is dumb. He's can't even to me. It doesn't sound like he's selling it right. I don't buy for a second on screen that he's actually with Lana and he's doing it. It's almost like I am going to touch you caressively. Look at me. I am Bobby Lashley, Automatron Four Thousand Almighty. There's no feeling there. There's no feeling there at all. I'm not saying he's going to win a, an award. I'm not saying he's going to win a, a daytime Emmy for his... Daytime <laughs> <laughs> Me and the morning news are going to win daytime Emmys. Uh, just real quick, the, the Buddy Murphy match and Cedric Alexander match, we were talking about the idea of cruiserweights and, and trying to break out of that idea of being a cruiserweight because, you know, Cedric was one of the more prolific cruiserweight champions and Buddy Murphy was the best-kept secret, but now they're both bulking up. They're not 205 anymore. Thoughts on the match and thoughts about what that means to be a cruiserweight today. So I've always, so I, as a long-term WCW fan, I was a big fan of the Cruiserweight division, but I've never been a fan of any type of title that restricts who can go for it. And, and the, one of the reasons I don't like that is you have the 205 championship, and they have great matches and all that good stuff. But now that we see these guys trying to move on from it, it's hard to not look at them as Cruiserweights. They are bulked up. They're definitely not 205 anymore. But you, it takes so much time. Even Ali, it, there's, there's this mental block you get that they are a 205 guy yeah. instead of being just a great wrestler. I think if they did not have the 205 background, we would just be looking at them as great wrestlers and not guys who used to be 205. Does that matter the show itself or the cruiserweight division? Like, if you could be a cruiserweight in the division if there's no 205 Live and then come to the main roster, would the same stigma be there? Or are you saying 205 Live as the program is the reason why we have this block? I think I think the title okay. in general. Because the same thing happened in WCW. Even when, like, Jericho, when he first tried to break away from the cruiserweight division, right. he had that stigma for a long time. Now, Jericho's a superstar, so he was able to well, do the it. Bullet Club, too, yeah. You know, there's a lot of those people that it's just really hard to break out of that once you get in it. Now, the bonus is you get on TV, because I think a lot of these guys wouldn't have had that chance without it, but I, I think these two guys are stars. I think they're amazing. I think... Both of them have awesome matches. Yeah. I wish they just didn't have the 205 stigma on them. So I guess the solution would be like the, what Impact does with their X Division. I guess it would be like the if you, if you can go at a certain level, you can be in a certain division regardless of weight class. See, I hate that comparison because it, it automatically sounds bad because it was TNA. What? But, <laughs> I, I would not say that at all. But it was. it's definitely... I would prefer something like that where yeah. if you do it and you don't get stuck with that stigma. Right. Because these guys are great. I mean, Buddy Murphy had that match with uh, Roman Reigns recently, and that yeah. was one of his best matches ever. If it doesn't happen again, then we'll forget about that. I, I think Cedric Alexander is awesome in every way. But again, I think most of us watching this were saying, oh, it's 205 guys. Mm. As opposed to where it's different. If it's NXT, people don't look at Aleister Black and say, oh, it's an NXT guy. Some people do, but I don't. We don't. We don't. Because yeah. he, he's that good. Uh, but the one, the main story tonight was the draft. The draft. Second yeah. night, uh, six rounds. I mean, bam! Full coverage. The celebrities are out there. Before we even get into the picks, Jim Cramer, Colin Joseph, Michael Che from Saturday Night Live, Al Roca, the NBC Sports News Desk for NHL, and the Premier League Desk all had their chime-ins about tonight's drafts. 
Uh, just overall thoughts. I know you have a, a, a favorite brand, but, yeah. but let me know. What's up, Jack? Um, overall, I love the presentation. Um, as far as having other sports analysts giving picks and chiming in, it made it feel so much more legit and so much... The the problem with yeah. before with things like the shakeup is it feels like they just kind of show up that day and go, okay, who do we want to go where? Okay, whatever, we'll just divvy them up. But these little segments made it feel like a real draft. It felt like it mattered. It felt like a big deal. Yeah. And it felt like it wasn't just something that's being thrown together for no big reason. Um, I think that Raw stole uh, the stole the roster. They I, <sighs> they are so. Uh, there, there kept being these rumors about a big trade. I hope it doesn't happen because I cover Raw, and Raw got just about everybody I would want. Well, Mounge in the chat disagrees with you. He says SmackDown won. So let's go through the picks today and yeah. see how who is right out there. So, I mean, the first round, you know, Seth Rollins, Charlotte Flair, and Andrade going to Raw. Brock Lesnar, New Day going to SmackDown. Kind of an even thing, I think. Round one. Brock's not going to be around. I'm a Brock guy. I'm a Broccoli. Yeah. I'm a Brock flock. Stop but with we the Brock. No. <laughs> we all know Brock's not going to be around. Yeah. So it's like a non-pick. It's a non-pick. You have to have it. You can't not pick Brock. Though. I don't. I don't understand how people can talk. How many pens about, do you have? <laughs> I don't understand how people can constantly talk about how terrible Brock is, and then he gets picked second, and they're like, "We got ourselves a great pick." Yeah. Well, okay, well, second round gets even more granular, right? Rusev and uh, Asuka and Kyrie Sane and Alistair Black go to Raw. Daniel Bryan and Bailey go to SmackDown. Daniel Bryan was one that hurt as a Raw fan. I like Raw. I like Daniel Bryan. That was one that that was one of the ones that really hurt. But as a heel, though, um, I like him either way. Oh, okay, I like him either way. Um, I think he's he's just so talented on the microphone. You can believe either way he yeah. goes. Um, but I'm 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 lukewarm on Bailey. Okay. Lukewarm. I know you are. Luke. I, I, I don't. I won't get into it. Maybe not even Luke. Maybe just warm. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. But it's, He is punning Billy to death. But <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's, it's one of these things. I, I, I look at the whole thing overall, yeah. right? Because you got to look at Friday as well. You got to look at the fact that they got the OC. They got Orton. They got KO. Yeah. They got... We they got everybody. A lot of stars are on, on Monday nights now, for sure. I mean, who's who did who did SmackDown get? They got Reigns. They got Brock. Bray. They got Bray. Well, Bray Bray's dead. <laughs> Bray doesn't care. Oh, he, he got burned down. He's still a name. He what got sledgehammered and burned, and now he's done. He still has TV time. He's not like he's not like a guy who's like in catering. He's still there. He's just dead to you. Drake Maverick has TV time. What does that mean? Wow. Uh, let's Tamina be- has TV time. Jack is coming with the E today, and this is why this is. The, the, the third round is the most controversial round of the night. He and I were going back and forth about this a billion times. In round three, we had, uh, on SmackDown, was getting Ali and Shinsuke Nakamura, while Raw got Eric Rowan, Cedric Alexander, and Umberto Carrillo, which I thought was a dope pick, but Jack got so mad, he... Threw pens at me, even <laughs> even inside. What is wrong with third third round, Jack? Tell me. Oh, they picked this guy. Look, Humberto they, Carrillo. Humberto Carrillo. The fantastic program. Look, he, you know, guess what? Yeah. He's, he's a fine guy. Look, he's a great wrestler. Whatever. They picked him before Rey Mysterio. They picked him before Samoa Joe. I will go. No, I don't. I don't they, see it that way. They picked him before all these people. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you justify that? I, if, if you I'm, can. If I'm supposed to believe yes. that this is a real draft and that Correct. we're trying to pick the best team, how do you tell me without just being a 
bold-faced liar that Humberto Carrillo is more important than Samoa Joe or Rey Mysterio or all these other people that got picked after him. Yeah, we're not saying that at all. I mean, Humberto Carrillo is a fantastic talent in the 205 Live NXT brands, but I am the general manager of Raw, which doesn't really exist in the movie, but it kind of does. I got my A-list with talents. I got my tag teams. I'm trying to build my mid-card. Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio are important picks, but they're veterans. I don't need them. If they're still undrafted, then go for it. Samoa Joe was injured. Rey Mysterio was in put-over mode. Why not get talent with incredible upside? Look, this is how you draft well. No one was picking Humberto. And Raw did. So props no, to Raw. So you could, have, you could have gotten him as a free agent after yeah, the show was over. But Raw got both. You burned a pick. They could have gotten... Who are the people they picked in that round? Shin, uh, Shinsuke and... Uh, Shinsuke and Ali went SmackDown that round. They could have gotten Ali. Okay. But they lost him because they picked some dude who's not even... No one even knew he existed. And they will know who he existed because his pick is the one that goes... But are you when kidding you, me? When you draft, you pick the people that everyone else wants, not the unknown. You sign the unknown later. You never heard that, of a sleeper wire? Come on, Jack. Gotta give some The sleeper wire's after the but, draft. But you so, don't sleeper wire <laughs> on draft day. You do the sleeper wire after the draft because he's a nobody. I can't stand it. I'm out of pins. <laughs> This is the worst pick ever. He would have been there for a hundred years. <laughs> Two of five didn't even want him. Um, in the in the fourth round, Raw got Jinder Mahal. Raw got Jinder Mahal and our truth. And SmackDown got Rude Ziggler and Carmella. I think it's cool. You don't like Jinder, but Jinder was a WWE champion. Just you know, it's cool. Yeah, he was a champion. Why didn't they pick him before Humberto Carrillo? Oh my gosh! Jack, hashtag Jack Frost in the chat. Exactly, Marie. This guy is scaring me. Um, I just I, okay. Are you kidding me? Wh- what? You're you're deep in the draft now. You're not going to have superstars hanging around. They Samoa Joe was hanging around. Samoa Joe was injured, but he got picked in the next round. Right? Because Samoa Joe got it picked up. It was one that we all popped for. Samoa Joe going to Raw with Akira Tozawa, Shelton Benjamin. SmackDown gets the Miz and King Corbin. King the Corbin. The Miz went after Humberto Carrillo. I would pick Humberto Carrillo over the Miz. I would. I, I would. No, actually, I would. Now, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be we a Trump. All, we, I, all, we all saw your draft in the mock. The, the, and it was pretty in dope. In the first annual Jack Farmer oh, presents the WWE Fantasy Mock Draft of Palooza 2019. TK Iro. Mm-mm. TK What's wrong with that, man? <laughs> We're, we're picking for the future. We're picking for things you can build around. The Miz is great. Fantastic talent. But he's pretty much going to be there. He's a perennial bridesmaid. He's all right. Humberto can have an upside. If you if there was a poster selling the match, selling a, a show, yeah. and you had Humberto Carrillo on one <laughs> and the Miz on the other, That's not how the works. Miz is selling the tickets. You can't do tickets. that, though, because you can do that to anyone. You can't put uh, Rusev on a poster. Right now, you can't. You know, you can't put... You uh, sell more tickets than Humberto Carrillo? Uh, okay, maybe. I'm just putting... Or even Jinder Mahal. Like, Jinder Mahal, you can't put on a poster now in 2019, even though he's a fantastic talent. He'd sell more tickets than Humberto Carrillo? <laughs> Wow, in the look, last... I mean, look, he, he's a great wrestler. They're all great wrestlers. This is, this is the conversation we always have. Yeah. They're all great wrestlers, except some of them should have been picked before him. Yeah. Some of them. Samoa Joe. Injure Samoa Joe. Should have went. He's already throwing paper suit. The last round of the night, round six, Raw gets... Ray Mysterio, Titus O'Neil, and Liv Morgan, and SmackDown gets, quote, the one that used to walk with, Elias, and Shorty Gable. 
<laughs> now, I want to say this, guys, in the chat. For those who've been watching the Monday Raw after show and after Buzz TV, thank you for me because the ESPN TV talk. People have come to me and say, Flo Beto, treat Chad Gable with respect. He's an Olympian. How dare you talk about him? How dare you trash him? I've never said Chad Gable's a bad wrestler. I hate playing him in the video games. He's fine. But he, his name is now Shorty Gable. And they have a Titantron and music. And Stephanie McMahon says, hey guys, SmackDown drafted Shorty Gable. What just happened? I've said before, I'm not a huge... I'm so negative today. Shorty? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> guys. Uh, He'll apologize. The... Uh, <laughs> the... I've never been a huge fan of, of Shorty Gable, of myself. Uh-huh. Um, but I've always understood he's got a big fan base. A lot of people like him. So I get it. He's, he's on TV. But it's so funny how the WWE doesn't seem to believe in him. I don't, I don't get... I mean, Shorty, that's so... How do you... Could you imagine... What's, what's the thing Jericho says? Like, if you say the name as a world champion, does it sound good? Could you imagine them saying, and your new heavyweight champion of the world... Shorty Gable. I'm not going that far. I just like, want to see his opponent and be like, Shorty, tonight on the middle of the ring, just, I'm kick your ass, Shorty. It just sounds weird. He's literally become Shorty Gable. This is, it's crazy to me. I can't that, say a word about the guy anymore. I can't touch him. I can't make fun of him. If the, if the company you work for is making fun of you, they're calling you Shorty. I don't get, I, he's, he's like I said, he's, he's, to me, he's always seemed very much like when you are making a wrestler in WWE 2K, but you stop right after you start, and yeah. so it's just like the default setting. Yeah, that's Shorty Gable to me. If he comes out with Shorty on his tights, I am done. I am done. Stephanie McMahon literally called him Shorty Gable. Mm-hmm. I'm blown away by this. The company's publicly traded, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> six rounds went went to Raw. The draft's pretty much set. There is some spots there for some supplemental drafts or even some trades. We're talking about having a trade. You don't want the trade. Um, let's talk about. Uh, the the Liv Morgan pickup, the last mm-hmm. pick of the night. Here was somebody got drafted the SmackDown in the, in the Superstar Shakeup. We thought that she was going to do something different with her loss to Charlotte Flair, but then she kind of disappeared. Do you think now we're going to get a new Liv Morgan, or is it kind of a, a, pick, a pick that's wasted? I think I don't know if we're going to get a new Liv Morgan. I yeah. did see that definitely being one of those things that she said on TV, but WWE goes, eh, that didn't count. Yeah. Just keep her the same. We could get a new Liv Morgan. I like Liv Morgan, so I hope I hope we get to see more of her. I think she could be great for a tag team division that desperately needs people. Yeah, um, I could also see her being used in in other roles. Um, I definitely was going to say real quick just to add, I'm interested in if we're going to get a new Elias with the way Stephanie said we used to walk with him. Right. So I'm wondering if that was a tease at a, a new character. About high time. But it's almost time for us to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening to our, our post-draft special. Uh, if you have any extra pins, please send it to AfterBuzz TV because Jack <laughs> threw them all away. Jack, where the world find you online when you're not raging at them? Yeah, you can find me at JackCFarmer.com as well as at RealJackFarmer across all social media. You can also find me on Wednesdays here at AfterBuzz covering the AEW Dynamite show. Check that out as well. It's fun. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> You're so pleasant and positive now. Uh, it's me, the not Virgil of wrestling here. Flow Boys over at Twitter, at Flobito on Instagram, and of course, Flobito.com. NXT's this Wednesday. Well, I'm going to be there, probably wearing another uh, Andrade shirt. But until next time, buzz you later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for 
all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.